This is Health Matters with Sipla. Something that most of us would have experienced at some point of our lives is constipation. But for some people, it's actually a chronic condition that can affect their daily lives. It's not something that's easy to live with or even talk about. But there are ways to manage and treat it. So that obviously we are here today to discuss on Health Matters this week, constipation amongst other things. For this, I'm joined by Professor Mashiko Secheri, who is Head of Medical Gastroenterology at Hrutsky Hospital. Prof, thanks so much for joining us. You're most welcome. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Now, constipation. Let's start at that word constipation. How do we accurately define constipation? How long do you have? <laughs> it, it's such a difficult thing to define, yes. even medically speaking. Yeah. And uh, if you ask 50 people what do they mean when they say they're constipated, you'll get 50 different explanations of what they think is. So you'll hear that they have abdominal pain or discomfort. They have reduced frequency. So they're not going out as often as they think yes. is the right amount. Yes. So some people think they should go once a day. Uh, for other people, it's quite normal to go two or three times a day. Yeah. So then they'll say they're constipated if it's less than what they expect. Sure. Other people have difficulty passing stool, yeah. you know, so they feel like it's difficult to get the stuff out. Yes. Others, they've had a motion and then they still have a sense of incomplete evacuation. So that right. there's still something there, there and that they, they need yes. to go back. Yes. Um, others have blood and they think that's, I'm constipated, hence I have blood. Yes. You know, so it's a whole lot of expectations of what they think constipation is. And if you ask medical doctors, they too have different ideas about what they think constipation is. Yeah. Um, and it, the truth is that it's all of those things sure. or, or some of all those of those things. Yes. And in an attempt to try and sort of standardize a definition, particularly for research and for clinical trials and stuff, we've come up with a definition that encompasses most of that. And if you have two of those symptoms, then you have constipation. Wow. Yeah. Now, there's obviously a difference between chronic constipation yeah. and occasional. And we've all been through those patches as human beings where we go, well, it's been a while now, uh, one day, two day, three day, and we'll go through that. Yeah. And it'll happen maybe uh, a couple of times in our lives. But then there's those that have chronic constipation. There's a difference between obviously those two. Definitely, Ryan. I mean, I think that's such an important question because there is a difference between occasional constipation, yes. which all of us have experienced. Yeah. And then chronic constipation. Yes. And the good thing about occasional constipation is that most people will have an identifiable trigger. You yeah. know, they didn't drink enough fluids or they ate a particular food or they were traveling or they were stressed or they're on a particular medication. So they can say, right, I understand why I'm currently occasionally constipated. The problem is when you're chronically constipated. Now, that could be you having symptoms over and over again or over years uh, or it's quite severe or actually it's just an ongoing problem. You yes. know, this, this is a problem that you have with your, your stool. Um, and so medically speaking, the definition of chronic constipation is if you have the constellation of those symptoms right. in any three month period over a six month period. Wow. So if say between January and June, in three months of that time, I had struggles with passing stool or with uh, infrequentification or with difficulty passing stool yes. or I'm um, passing hard, lumpy stools okay. or any of those symptoms. Then medically speaking, that is what we call chronic constipation. And that's when you should see a doctor or when should you go and see, see seek medical advice? So you might institute lifestyle measures first. Got you. Before you go and see a doctor. I yes. mean, I can explain to you later uh, when you should definitely go and see a doctor. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's amazing. Everyone's got their own remedies. I haven't been in a while. You need to eat more fiber. Yeah. Uh, drink more coffee. You'll go more. You'll yeah. be more regular. You know, there's, everyone's got their own magic 
therapeutic treatment to how to cure the constipation we're going through right now. And everyone's got their secret remedies of what they need to do to keep them regular. And I mean, you know, everyone's an expert. Listen, people understand their bodies yeah. and they understand themselves well. Yes. And they understand their schedules. Yes. You know, their bowel yeah, yeah, habit yeah. schedules. Absolutely. And I say, you know, do what works for you. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. if you know that eating a banana constipates you, then clearly. Stop reduce, eating bananas. Yeah. Reduce. <laughs> and if, if coffee makes you go a little bit quicker or whatever, Take then go coffee. for it. So yeah, I think yeah. that's fine. Those yeah. remedies. Um, yeah. you know. Now, and different prof, things work for different people. Absolutely. Yeah. Prof, you mentioned lifestyle. Uh, I mean, I was going to ask what causes kind of chronic constipation or any kind of constipation, but I guess it's a it's a whole lot of factors that that one has to look at. And and uh, you you touched on 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 lifestyle, etc. But it, it can be a changing. It can be a number of things. And I guess that's the the kind of a route that you want to try and discover when somebody's going through any kind of constipation mm. is what is the underlying factors, triggers that are causing said constipation. So when we see a patient who's referred to us or who comes to us because of constipation, what we want to find out is, is this a primary problem? Yeah. And by primary, I mean, there's no assigned cause. There's no yes. obvious cause. So you've done investigations, you've examined the patient, but you don't find any specific cause yeah. other than that, that the transit is quite slow. Right. That that person has a, what we call a lazy gut. Okay. And then there's secondary causes. Now the secondary causes are important because those are potentially treatable, right? Okay. So if you've got hormonal problems, endocrine problems, so uh, underfunctioning thyroid. Yes. If you're pregnant, your gut slows down. Right. Right. If you've got an obstruction in the bottom, your gut will slow down. Got you. Uh, if you've got inflammation, or a stricture. So a stricture is a narrowing of the colon. Right. You know, so in that situation, then you identify the cause and you can treat it then. Technically speaking, the constipation should resolve. Got so you. that's secondary causes of constipation. Got you. The primary causes are when there isn't any obvious organic identifiable cause. Right. And the poster child of this would be irritable bowel syndrome. Okay. Some people might understand it as spastic colon. Yeah. So there, you basically have an abnormality in the way that your brain communicates with your gut. So there's disordered uh, contraction, disordered messages sent from your brain to your gut. And so you don't pass through. You get a slowing down and so forth. Those patients have constipation, but they also have pain. So that is the thing that distinguishes uh, IBS from yes. other causes of uh, idiopathic constipation. And then there are genetic issues, you know, Hirschsprung's disease and other things where people are born with the problem of nerves yes. that supply the gut. Yeah. So they will have constipation. Yeah. Uh, so the primary causes are when there isn't an organic problem, uh, mm. but still the patient complains of a slow transit, just yeah. not passing enough stool. The other problem that's important to mention is people who struggle passing stool. So, so they, they, they struggle to sense that their rectum is full yes. and it's time to go to, to go. the toilet. Yeah. That's an important thing as well. Wow. And that is when you really must go see the doctor because you might have a anorectal problem. Got you. Dysynergy. Yes. And, and that is potentially treatable. You don't have to suffer with that. You Got can you. definitely go see someone for that sort of thing. Now, you mentioned treatments. The, you know, the, I kind of think about going in and I remember this because this has happened to me to buy OTC medicine, going in, buying yep. something over the counter. Uh, and I see this thing. It's going to promise me I'm going to go. And boy, they were right. <laughs> Prof, they were spot on. Not only did I go, I went and I went and, and I went, went and I went and I was like, when's it all going to stop? So you There's got value for your money. <laughs> I got bang for my buck. I wasn't constipated, definitely. <laughs> but the point being is that we go and we use these medicines and when I always think my system, I flushed my system out. I'm, I've almost like pressed the reset button because mentally this is what I'm thinking. I'm thinking I've got rid of the problem or the issue that I had. Meanwhile, you know, in two weeks time again, you're I find myself going, Back prof, to the same. I'm going again. I'm going to buy the same medication. 
and I'm not actually dealing with the with the, with the underlying issue. Um, and you must see quite a bit of or, or hear stories like that a lot. So I think the important thing is sort of understand your own schedule. Yes. People are different. Yeah. So some for some people going once a week is perfectly normal. Yes. As long as you don't have other symptoms that suggest that there might be something else going on to explain this problem. Yes. And I think in that sense, then you can institute lifestyle measures. You can accept that you're not a regular person who's yes. going to go every single day. So I think there's a lot of attitudes and cultural issues about what is normal and what is not normal. Because I can tell you now, a lot of the patients that get referred to us, we do top to bottom investigations and mm. we don't find anything. So really what they have is what we call slow transit. Got you. And in that sense, then you can institute lifestyle measures to try and improve things. Yes. You can kind of also accept that this is your own, you know, constitution. And yes. I think that's fine. That's fine. As yeah. long as there aren't problems and Got other you. things going on. Um, and people worry about overuse of uh, laxatives, for yes. instance. Yeah. And that is true for this, what we call the stimulant laxatives. Okay. That really those you should use short term. Sure. Not, <laughs> not repeatedly, no, repeatedly. Noted. <laughs> um, but if you need something longer term, so yes. for instance, if you're a cancer patient sure. and you're on opiates or whatever, which will cause constipation, constipation yeah. then you need something. And then osmotic laxatives are, are quite good. Okay. Yeah. Um, that hand in hand with therapies. I mean, there's got to be uh, therapies out there as well that we can, we can touch on and discuss that will help. Sure. So the simple lifestyle measures, you've, you've touched on them, is drink lots of fluids. Yeah. I mean, everybody knows one to yes. two liters. It's good not just for constipation, but for everything else, yes. right? Increase your dietary fiber intake. Gotcha. And we're talking 25 to 30 grams of fiber. Now, that's a lot of fiber. Yeah. You have to eat a lot of fruits and good. vegetables and oats and wheat and, yeah. and, and, and whatever. Um, if you can't manage the fiber, because some people, when they eat fiber, it actually causes bloating and gas. Okay. So it actually makes them feel a little bit worse. Yeah. The important thing is that if you increase your fiber, you must increase your fluid intake. Yes. Then if you can't manage the fiber that's required daily, then you can buy a fiber supplement so that you do get the kind of fiber that you need. Okay. Prunes have been medically proven Whew. in research yes. to work. They work. They work. So they we're talking uh, seven prunes twice a day. Wow. That should keep you regular. <laughs> <laughs> if that doesn't go see a doctor. <laughs> the problem is that they can be expensive for, yeah. for some people, right? Yes. Um, you've talked about coffee. Yes. So coffee is a natural laxative. Sure. And then patients will tell you their own remedies. They wake up and they drink hot water with lemon slices. Yes. First thing in the morning yeah. before you eat anything. Yeah. That works, yeah. right? And then exercise. Yes. You've got to increase your exercise because it does improve colonic transit. Amazing. Right. So that is important to do. So those are the lifestyle measures. Okay. Other things are toilet habits, right? Yeah. Ideally, you want to have a motion first thing in the morning. Yes. If not first thing in the morning, that's the best time then after breakfast. Yes. Because food stimulates peristalsis. Yes. So colonic uh, movement. Got you. So, and if that's not working for you, then you can try things like having a little stool. On the floor, yeah. and then you put your feet up on the stool, right? right. So that elevates your thighs yes. above the level of the toilet seat. Wow. Now, that is the most natural position, actually. I'm going to lie. That sounds very comfortable. <laughs> While I'm having a stool, my feet are on a stool. I, haven't, I'm, uh, I yeah. haven't tried it myself, <laughs> but apparently that's the most natural position to actually have a motion because what it does is that it reduces the angle. Between Got your you. rectum and the anus, it straightens it out, it and out. it makes it a little bit easier for you to have a motion. That is so incredible. have a little stool, uh, or if you can, if you're quite um, yeah. flexible, you can sort of lift up your your feet. I was, about to, I was about to say, my wife will have a heart attack if I have a little stool on the floor. <laughs> I think if she comes in and finds you with your feet up, she might wonder what the hell you're doing. <laughs> 
but those are the things that you can do, you know, to sort of uh, help, yes. you know, to, to stay regular and whatever. Yeah. Now, if that stuff doesn't work, yes. then you do have to then resort to medication. Gotcha. And there's simple medications uh, that you can use. Yes. So laxatives, yeah. they're available, they're over the counter. Yeah. You can try that. Osmotic laxatives. Yes, what's the difference? Yeah. Osmotic and stimulant laxatives. What's Very the difference between question. the two? So osmotic uh, laxatives are basically sugars, okay. right? That actually draw fluid into the bowel. Okay. They're non-absorbable sugars. They right. draw fluid into the bowel. And when they've drawn fluid into the bowel, it makes your liquid more, your stool more liquidy. And so it's much easier to okay. pass the stool. Yes. Whereas the stimulant ones, they actually activate the muscle of the okay. colon and stimulate peristalsis so, or movement. Got you. Yeah. That's so brilliant. that's the basic difference. So basically you want sugars. And that's why alcohol, oh. alcohol is a sugar. That is why it can this cause. This explains the why after. Yeah. I think those that drink alcohol will know. Yeah. The day after a said amount of alcohol, the stomach tends to be very active the next yeah, morning. Very compliant. Very compliant. <laughs> <laughs> now, Prof, um, talking about stimulants and, and, and kind of a products that support, um, you know, the, the fight against constipation. I've seen a really good advert in actual fact recently, uh, that went around the whole thing around being frightened because again, it creates our body gets at fight or flight. Oh, and we want to go. Uh, and then I saw this product was Pergine, which happens to be a simpler product, which is really good for those that are battling with constipation. Yeah. So those groups of drugs, so the sorbitols, lactulose, the pegs, those work very well. And that's yes. the first line. So if you're thinking of pharmacological therapy, yes. that's the first line. Senna. Senna. Senna would be second line. Got so you. that's a stimulant for so Look at me. acute cases. Huh? I know, right? <laughs> Just dropping in these. <laughs> yeah, so Senna, you use it for sort of emergencies, uh, short term, whatever. The osmotic ones, the pergolines, whatever. Yes. That is what you, you want to use first line after diet and lifestyle measures. So that works very well. Professor, I, I want to talk. I mean, this is, it's great that we can have this conversation because I think there's a lot of taboo around subjects like mm, uh, constipation true. and everybody, I mean, we're, we're only human. We, we're, this is, these are things that we, we, we battle with uh, amongst others. Um, I, I want to ask quickly about, uh, you, you mentioned about gases that are built up. Now, a lot of people have, um, um, a lot of gas. You know, I know people that are extremely flatulent. Is that, I mean, is there no, is there any kind of, I want to say a normalness to have being very flatulent? Is there, is that normal? Some people aren't at all. And some people are very gassy. I fall in the latter category, <laughs> which again, isn't, doesn't put me in the, the very high popular books with friends and family. <laughs> but I'm pretty convinced, again, dietary, it's yeah, what I'm, obviously absolutely. what I'm eating. Absolutely. But again, it's also pretty, I'm guessing pretty normal. Listen, flatulence is very normal. Good. I mean, as you say, it's a social taboo. We don't talk about yeah. it, but it is absolutely perfectly yes. normal. Yeah, yeah. Clearly diet can yeah. actually worsen it. So yes. certain foods, and we know about the yeah. broccoli, all of that stuff, sure. cauliflower, they produce gas. Sure. And then the non-fermentable uh, fiber. Got you. Because it doesn't get digested. So then it then gets metabolized by bacteria. It yes. causes gas. So for sure, it yeah. is a normal thing. Yeah. I mean, we don't do it socially because obviously, you know. We <laughs> well, well, speak for yourself. Well. We're trying to keep our friends. <laughs> should be embarrassed about that. No, it's perfectly normal physiology. I'm, please record this part of the podcast. Play it back to your friends and family. 
Uh, Prof, on that note as well, I mean, let's, uh, you know, people spend a lot of time, some of them, especially when they're battling with constipation, sitting on the toilet. And there's that question, is it healthy to be sitting on the toilet? Sitting, sitting, sitting. And I'm talking, I'm not talking 10, I'm talking where you start getting pins and needles, where you've been <laughs> sitting there for so long. And it's true. This is how people, many people that, that battle, they haven't been to see anyone yet about constipation. They feel like they got to go, but they're not going. Yeah. And they're sitting, 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 sitting. When should we go enough? I mean, are we doing any damage to our bodies by sitting for, for extended periods in the toilet? That is such an important point. So the evidence is that you should not sit on the toilet for more than 15 minutes. I love that. So you shouldn't be sitting there straining and straining and pressing. No. So if those maneuvers that I talked about, you know, putting your feet up on a stool yeah. or whatever, don't yeah. work. Get up. Walk around, have a drink. If yes. that still doesn't work, work, then please go see somebody because yes. you might have an evacuation problem. Got you. And that can be investigated and sorted out. So it's definitely not healthy, you know, to just sit there eternally. Sure. Uh, because the pressure, you know, as you strain, the pressure on the pelvic floor muscles is not good over time. 100%. Yeah, eventually you lose that uh, ability to sense then that there's stool in the rectum and you need to, to have a motion. So wow. not, not, not advised. That is incredible. Yeah. I, I want you to dispel one more myth for me before we say goodbye, because this is such an interesting podcast. And, and while we're here, we might, we may as well talk about it. When I was growing up, if ever I sat on a wet floor or a cold floor, my mother would always say, you're going to get piles or hemorrhoids <laughs> for sitting on a cold or damp or wet floor, specifically cold or wet. Hmm. And again, because we've got you here and you're a professor <laughs> and you, you, you'd be able to guide us. Is that a myth? Is that fact or fiction? I think I missed that lesson in class. Yeah, good. <laughs> it's the first time I'm here. You've never heard of that? I I, my mother always, if you keep sitting on that cold floor <laughs> on your backside, hardcore for the, I mean, the other people I know that are listening to this will go that I grew up listening to that. Really? I was so horrified about sitting on a cold, a cold or wet floor <laughs> because of the fact that I could get hemorrhoids from sitting on a cold floor. No, I must say it's the first time I'm hearing this. And if I'm just trying to work it out in my head, right. I would imagine that you're sitting on a cold floor. The rectal veins would actually constrict. constrict. Yes. Yeah. So that's, this but I mean, look, this is my medical way of thinking yeah, it. Yeah. So I don't know about uh, that. Um, and I'm not dismissing it. I okay. Mean, look, okay. There's okay. lots of I was hoping you'd, you'd like be that. dismissing it. So I could just pay this back for my mom to tell her all that me sitting on cold floors that you made me do was wrong. Listen, <laughs> our parents have got knowledge that <laughs> we don't even know about. It's so, so I think, uh, you know, anything is possible. Prof, it was so, um, nice ch chatting with you because I think that, you know, to be able to have this conversation openly and freely uh, and to be able to have help people that are or maybe going through this themselves, wondering where they fit on the scale of constipation, whether it's maybe they're borderline chronic, maybe they, they should go and finally take that step and go and, and, and go see their physicians. Uh, you know, these are, are conversations that, uh, that you're en enabling, um, through this, through spending time with us in this podcast. So thanks for your time. And, uh, to everyone that's been listening and been thinking to themselves, maybe it's time I go and go see somebody. Yes, maybe. But again, there is a wide variety of lifestyle changes you can make. There's some incredible products that are available to help you. Uh, gut health, again, comes up very strong in these podcasts. You might have noticed if you're a big fan and, and you've been listening to these podcasts, the importance of really good gut health. Uh, we just, it's taken for granted. Um, I think we so quickly want to fix colds and flus and everything else just because we don't really yeah. see the gut. Well, some of us get to see guts, <laughs> every big guts, but because we don't see what's going on inside our bodies, we don't realize the importance of really good gut health. And I think that uh, taking a great probiotic on a daily basis. I know that Entaro is in the marketplace. I've been using it for the past year and a bit and I've just felt so much better about everything. My movements are more regular. I'm finding that uh, just my overall well-being due to just changing the simple gut health, how important it is for my overall well-being. 
it's so important, not just for gut diseases, right? For cardiovascular disease, neurological diseases. Oh. In fact, the gut yes. is where everything begins. And I'm not just saying that because I'm a gastroenterologist. Yeah. It is so true that the gut microbiome actually predicts for all sorts of diseases in the entire body. Wow. Um, and, you know, before you close off, I, I also want to say that the other reason to really go consult is if you have involuntary weight loss. Okay. Okay. If you have anemia. Right. If you have blood that you're passing per rectum. Yes. Now, it might be piles. Right. But the thing about it is that our data shows that even in people who've got piles, if you do a colonoscopy, you might find other things that are causing the blood, yes. not just the piles. So yes. it is always worth an investigation. Wow. And then if you're, the caliber of your stool has changed. So yes. it used to be a big stool or whatever. It's now it's, no. it's ribbon-like or whatever. Yeah, yeah. That might suggest that there's an obstruction, right? Yeah. And then, you know, something that people don't talk that's, about. That, that point, I, I, I see a couple <laughs> of smiles in the room, but it's so true. It's like we know when we've been to the toilet and it's been a good experience, you know. We know on the, the ones and not everybody, not every time, it's a good experience. <laughs> and you feel amazing about it. And right? you feel amazing about the good ones, you know. And then sometimes let down by the not so good ones. You're like, well, I was expecting more. But I mean, isn't it incredible how something like that and how personal that is to us, but how important it is to our overall well-being because you know a lot of people and the older you get you kind of realize and i'm sure that there are people that are in that age where they where it's kind of an achievement in the day when they've had Absolutely. a good have, when they've had a good one and you feel lighter don't you Absolutely. <laughs> the other thing is you know people must look at their stool yes yeah you know yeah you don't walk away from the loo no before you flush have, have a, a look. look yeah you know, is there yeah. blood there? Does yeah. it look normal, yes. etc.? You need to know. You need yeah. to have an intimate relationship with your stool. Spot on. Uh, and it does change. I mean, not we're not all going to have the same uh, every day go to the toilet and have the same stool. Sometimes due to dietary changes, the yeah. night before, yeah. whatever, you, your stomach might be a little bit upset. It might be, have the same uh, um, um, uh, texture in terms of how it leaves your body. But that overall consistency is key. If so. you're noticing a change in any of that, go and see somebody. Yeah. And finally, I know we need to close or, or something. You know, there are people who have, so they, they, they use manual digitation okay. to, to evacuate the stool. Yes. And obviously people are so embarrassed to talk about yeah, that. Yeah. And doctors don't ask, you know, mm. do you have to use your fingers Finger, or yeah. whatever? Well, listen, as a parent, you need your children. Yeah. When, when your kids are battling, yeah. they're, what do you, how do you get the stool Absolutely. out? You use a finger. Absolutely. So if you're that person, there's nothing to be embarrassed about. Yeah. When you see your GP or doctor, tell yeah. them about it. Because once again, it may be an evacuatory problem yeah. that can be sorted out. And if the doctor doesn't ask you, tell him. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love this conversation. I love that you've been able to listen to this and download this. Please share this with your friends. Professor, thank you so much for joining with us today on Health Matters. It's so been welcome. refreshing chatting with you and, and chatting so frankly because it's such a subject that it is a subject that can and has caused frustration to many, many people. And embarrassment. And embarrassment mm. and, and, mm. and. And you're not alone if this is what you're going through. Go and see a doctor. Prof, thanks for your time. You're most welcome. Thank you so much. This has been Health Matters with myself, Ryan O'Connor, in partnership with Sipla. If you are listening on Apple Podcasts, Please remember to rate, review the show. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode. You've just enjoyed Health Matters with Sepler.